This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue our adventures in Acts with repentance that leads to life. First called Christians, martyrdom of James, Peter rescued, and when you pray but don't expect an answer. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you and God for your redeem, by what we have done and by what we have not done. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence in the 
Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. God, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be ever mindful of your final judgment. We may be stirred up in holiness of living here and dwell with you in perfect joy hereafter. 
Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The epistle lesson is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And so when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it yield weeds? He said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then the, he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. 
The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. He who has ears, let him hear. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace are ours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We are a people of words. Certainly Ben said, it's certainly true. I mean, it's not overstating to say that as a seminary, even perhaps the Christian life revolves around words. Whether we're talking the word of God, which has been faithfully passed down to us through countless centuries, whether we're talking about the words of our liturgy, which echoes that same word of God and has been preserved for us by our fathers and grandfathers through countless generations. We build entire buildings centered around words so that the theological conversations and wisdom of generations before us come to us wrapped up in ink and paper, and the conversation continues through the ages. We are a people of words. But what happens when words aren't enough? What happens when there are no words? In those moments, and you've been there, when words fail us completely. When he says he wants a divorce and that there's no more talking left to be done. When the phone rings with the test results and you suddenly know that time is a lot shorter than you thought it would be. When you stand in the ICU and watch the nurse disconnect the machines for the last time. When you stand at the casket in the funeral home of the church and you look at what once was good and true and alive and is now still and somehow fundamentally wrong, there are no words. We try to find them. We search for them and sometimes we say stupid things as a result, but, but we do it knowing that they're completely useless in those moments. I think maybe that's what Paul's getting at today. That sometimes words just don't get the job done. For I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. What a starting point. Notice suffering here isn't optional. There isn't some path in life that somehow avoids suffering. There's not an option here. There is present suffering. To verse 22, For we know that the whole of creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Creation reflects that suffering. 
We see it lived out. We see it reflected in our world, in the way creation itself is fundamentally broken and longing for more. And not only creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, we ourselves groan as we wait, as we look at a world that is fundamentally wrong, as we look and see sickness, injustice, death. And we feel in the very marrow of our bones the wrongness of it all. We don't know how to describe it other than to say this isn't the way it is supposed to be. The reality is sometimes there aren't words for the waiting. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. There will be moments in ministry when words aren't enough. When all of your wisdom, all of the things you've learned here, as good as it is, falls short. And you're just left sitting in the face of a broken and sinful creation with no words to wrap around it. And in those moments, hold fast to the promise that you are not alone. That when words fail us, the Spirit of God prays with us, prays for us in ways we can't even wrap words around. And the Spirit of God prays in ways we can't begin to wrap words around. He who searches the heart knows. He knows. In the midst of divorce, he knows. In the cancer ward, knows in the hospice bed he knows there at the casket at the graveside at the big empty place left behind he knows see the central truth of scripture the present suffering is real but it's not the whole story it is not worth comparing the good news is not that somehow we're insulated from sickness, pain, and death. That doesn't happen. The good news is not that we will experience sickness, pain, and death. The scripture is clear that we're gonna, that's going to happen over and over and over. We see it testified to by Christ's words, by the words of the prophets, by the words of the epistles, over and over again. The good news isn't that these things exist. That's not the great revelation. The great revelation is that someday these things will stop existing. That someday there will come a day when there is no more suffering. That there will come a day when there is no more mourning. That there will come a day when there is no more crying or pain. There will come a day when there is no more death. But until then, we wait. And we wait in a world where sometimes words do fall short. This day, though, we wait with the table set before us. And here again, the words don't cut it. Here today, we have set before us bread and wine, body and blood, 
heaven touching earth in a way that words can't comprehend. We have a tangible way to know and remember in Christ's body and blood we are forgiven, we are free. We come to the table to taste and see and know a God who loves us in a way that goes beyond words. Come to the table. Find strength beyond words for the waiting. Amen. I believe in God the Father. In our prayers, we remember Walter Disson, who is critically ill and in the ICU. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. That God would empower his church to grow in grace and in the knowledge of the truth, let us pray to the Lord. That as our synod gathers in convention, the delegates would be guided by the Spirit toward a faithful and bold confession of the faith in the face of this world's opposition, let us pray to the Lord. Lord that strengthened through the gifts given through the Lord's appointed means, all God's people, and especially those suffering great temptation, might put away fear and live in confident faith in the rock of our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That in the face of conflict and discord that continually erupts around the world, the leaders of the nations would be inspired to strive for peace and justice. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God would hear the prayers of the elderly, those in nursing homes, and those needing care for chronic illness that in their weakness the Spirit might give full expression to the groanings of their prayers. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That God would give comfort, strength, and hope to those who are lonely and to the sick and dying, especially to Walter. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who receive the body and blood of Christ this day, that they may be strengthened in their faith and live in joyful service to one another. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Giving thanks for the saints who have gone before us and who know fully what yet is for us is to be, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord.
with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created, and you sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and to be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast to the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you for the forgiveness of all of your sin. As often as you drink it, do so in remembrance of me. As often as we drink, eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving your body and blood to eat and drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming in the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And give us not to Peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith to life everlasting. Depart in peace. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May our Lord look upon you with favor and give to you his peace.